Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time, where we are talking about and commenting on the issues of the day. So let's jump right in. The first thing I'd like to talk about is the um, Israel, UAE, Bahrain, United States peace accord that was just signed yesterday at the White House. Um, an incredible achievement, truthfully. For those who are downplaying this, they simply have no idea what they are talking about. Um, to have nor- to normal- normalize relations between Israel and an Arab country is something that is just incredible. Um, you know, the, the unacceptance of Israel in the Middle East by other Arab nations has really been the detriment and the, the, uh, the impediment to peace in the region. Uh, instead of dealing with the, it the same old way that everybody else has along the way, uh, by going through the traditional negotiators and not getting any results, Trump simply found another way in. Uh, he's starting to set up a region in the world where there'll be many Arab nations recognizing Israel, having normalized relations, trade, um, tourist exchange, all these types of things, and that's going to eventually bring the pressure uh, for wider peace in the region. You know, when they talk about the Palestinians, the truth is the Palestinians have been offered everything several times. I've been in Israel, uh, I've seen where the Alaska Mosque is. It's right on top of the site that used to be the Jewish Temple. And it's right where the Western Wall is, right above the Western Wall. Often, truthfully, when Jews have been praying down there, the Arabs up above have been throwing rocks and things down at them. That's not an uncommon occurrence. Uh, And part of the deal yesterday, Trump and Israel are even allowing people from other countries to come and and go to Alaska Mosque. Um, They're really... I can tell you from being there and being in Israel, the Israelis have been ready for peace for a long time. As soon as the Arabs come to the table, as you've seen in the last few days, as soon as the Arabs really come to the table and be ready to negotiate, the Jews are ready to create peace also. Um, But you can't create peace when the other person's term is they want all of your country and they want to annihilate you, which truthfully is what the Palestinians want. They have been... um, they, they have been uh, offered everything along the way many years ago. Yasser Arafat was offered everything. They even offered them dominion and control over the Temple Mount, even flying the Palestinian flag over the Temple Mount. I mean, that would be like the United States agreeing to have another country fly their flag over the capital in D.C. Uh, but even that, uh, Israel, and that was under Bill Clinton, they offered all of that to the Palestinians, and at the end of the day, the Palestinians turned them down, which obviously anybody who knows what's going on and actually paying attention would understand that that's the only outcome that they could possibly have, because they don't want peace. If the Jews exist in the Middle East, it's a slap in the face to their religion, um, because it's supposed to supersede Judaism and Christianity. So if the Jewish state is existing, in the Middle East, the fundamentalists, you know, they can't have it. Um, this deal that Trump made, uh, this alone really is the biggest thing any president has really done in the last 25 years. And as this election 
gets closer and closer. The list of Trump's achievements are really remarkable. Um, you know, he's done so much. Uh, the list just goes on and on. People love to make fun of this uh, build the wall. Well, what about Mexico paying for the wall? They love to say stuff like that, you know? Well, the truth of the matter is, right now, there's 26,000 Mexican soldiers deployed across the United States-Mexico border. Um, they're put there at the insistence of Donald Trump. Uh, and they're there to prevent illegal immigration, drug trafficking, human sex trafficking, and Mexico is paying for that. So while the physical wall is being built, there is a wall on the border now, and Mexico is paying for it. Mexico is paying for their 26,000 soldiers to be along the U.S. border. And while that's going on, uh, Trump is working on building the actual physical wall. He's made quite good progress on that, even though he's been attacked and tried to prevent from doing it from every side, from the Democrats. He's been going straight ahead with that. And eventually through, uh, through um, remittances and various other taxes that'll be there, Trump will have them pay for the wall. Um, he's followed through on everything he said, so there's really no reason to doubt that he would follow through on this. Um, Let's see what else is going on in the news today. Another issue that's out there is this uh, coronavirus vaccine. Uh, in my opinion, the coronavirus has been blown out of all proportion. I mean, yeah, there's a real virus going around, but it's not at all as deadly as everybody is saying. I mean, this is really just a control mechanism to get everybody to obey. I mean, people are walking around with masks for months now. It's absurd. I mean, it doesn't slow anything. If, if Even if it did, once you take off the mask, the germs have to spread again. Nothing's going to end until there's herd immunity, which is about 70% of the population. So the longer you take it to spread, the longer you take for it to spread, the longer it's going to last. The other thing that really just is so infuriating with this, when they talk about the numbers of death, yes, deaths are tragic. There's no doubt about it. My mother passed away from coronavirus, you know, but she was old. She was 88 years old. She had Alzheimer's underlying conditions. I mean, when they talk about, you know, 200,000 people have died in the country, is it really hard to believe that in a nation of 350 million people approximately, like 200,000 are have underlying health conditions, are frail and feeble and vulnerable to the virus. Um, you know, it's common sense. Obviously, people will get sick and die, unfortunately. But, you know, it's called life. I mean, being alive uh, highly increases the chances that you're going to die. And, uh, you know, Trump has taken it completely serious. I don't know any politician who would shut down their entire economy going into a re-election year to try to prevent people from dying. So people say he's callous and all this type of stuff. It's absurd. So now they're talking about the vaccines that are coming out, uh, you know, warp speed vaccines. Truthfully, I'm not in love with the vaccine idea. I know I'm certainly not gonna take it. Uh, we'll see how that's gonna affect people trying to get jobs and various things. Are they gonna force you to take this vaccine? It's incredible. It's another method of control. Trump is pushing for it because he's just looking for the solution to the problem. He's basically outsmarting everybody at their own game. They're like, oh, we can't do anything till there's a vaccine. And they assume that's going to take forever. So Trump just goes ahead and puts vaccine production on hyperspeed uh, to make sure that it gets done in time. But I'm not comfortable 
and it has nothing to do with Trump. I think he's doing what you know society is calling for. But uh, I'm not comfortable with taking some vaccine uh, that was just created for a virus that I'm most likely never even going to catch. And even if I already had had it, I wouldn't have even known it. I mean, this is crazy. You know, I, I've never been a conspiracy theorist. I always figured, you know, I always thought, you know, Oswald shot JFK and, you know, a lot of these things are overblown. But living in these modern times and seeing how they're trying to undermine Trump at every turn, uh, I can see what's happening. And not every conspiracy is a theory, you know. Some things are actually the case. There are actual conspiracies in the world. And, you know, I'm really concerned with so much of the rhetoric, so much of the dehumanizing rhetoric that they use towards people and liberals and Trump and the police. Police are openly being assassinated now because of the horrible rhetoric towards them. You know, when I hear this, to me, it's very similar to the rhetoric towards the Jews that was pre-World War II, calling them vermin and scum and dehuman and like, we have to get rid of this group. They have some kind of privilege. We have to take away everything they have and, you know, burn everything they did down to the ground and round them all up and kill them. I mean, basically, they're not far from calling from that in the Black Lives Matter movement. They're basically calling for the destruction of people. Um, they shot that guy in the head at the, at the, at the, the, the uh, truck caravan that was in Portland. Uh, he was murdered in cold blood. You don't really hear any major outrage about it in the news. My real concern is that they're gearing up for another Holocaust. You know, we see things in the past and, you know, we say, how did these things happen? Well, they happened because people didn't speak out and people didn't resist. And when people speak out nowadays, they'll call us crazy and conspiracy theorists. But truthfully, to me, everything that they did in the Holocaust is in place again. The demonization of people, the calls for destructions of, of, of classes of people, calling white people evil, basically. Very similar to the rhetoric they pointed at the Jews. And if you have a vaccine, it's very easy that that could be tampered with. All of a sudden, vaccines are going to go in every person around the world. I mean, you could kill off a lot of people if you so chose like that. Not that necessarily that's what they're doing, but if you wanted to go around a mass extermination of people, this would be a way to do it. There's a lot of these kooks who believe in the population has to be shrunk. Uh, Bill Gates, all these wealthy people behind the vaccine believe the population has to be winnowed down so the planet can survive and all this kind of nonsense. So it really is scary when you think about it, because what Hitler pulled off in 1930s and 1940s with rail cars and gas chambers and all this kind of stuff, it's going to seem archaic when compared to modern technology. Who knows what they could put in our body? Who knows how they could activate things? Um, it's not worth the risk. It's really not worth the risk. Our immune system, the same immune system that has served us since the dawn of time, is still serving us today. It did not fail just because it's Trump's re-election year. Um, our immune system still works. It's still viable. And we don't need to be relying on these vaccines for minor, it's really a minor illness when you think about it, coronavirus in the scale of other illnesses and virus that has happened in the world. I mean, the, the death rate on this is the percentage of the population 
in the United States that has died is like 0.03%, okay? It's like one one-thousandth of a percentage point, somewhere in that neighborhood. <clears throat> I mean, it's absurd, the panic. And when I see all these things happening, like the virus and the lockdowns and all these things that benefit the left's agenda, I can't see it as just an accident. Um, these are things that are being done purposely to manipulate us and to control us. Uh, and we really need to get on our game and we really need to wake up and push back. So we'll talk more about these issues going forward. Um, this is Nicholas Tutora, and I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of Tutora Time. Take care.